my mother caught me. Caught you? Doing what? You know. I was alone. You mean? Uh -huh. She caught you? This week on Future of Sex. This collective idea around men's sexuality that it's like really simple, really linear, and um, really limited. Physiology is physiology. If you are, you know, a cis man, you have a prostate. And if you have a prostate that is packed with sensitive nerve endings, almost as many as the clitoris for what it's worth. And that has nothing to do with being gay, straight, or bisexual, or anything else. You could actually climax without actually stroking or movement. I guess that nobody could say, um, I know what a male orgasm feels like, and I know what a female orgasm feels like. Hey, I'm Bryony, and welcome to Future of Sex, the podcast that explores the evolving worlds of sex and tech. Now, over the years, I've been following the innovation in male sex tech or sex tech for penis owners. And I've been wondering when the conversation will catch up to the strides sex tech has made for people with vulvas. So much of the socialization of young men reinforces that exploring your body, especially outside your genitals, makes you strange or that using a sex toy makes you a creep. And so much of the marketing in the sexual category reinforces this too. It really just focuses on two explicit ideas about sexuality for men. And that's either porn or there's something wrong with you. Health issues like PE or ED. Today, we're going to do this episode in two parts. Firstly, exploring the social perspective on masculinity and how it shapes our ideas about sexual expression and using sex toys. And secondly, we'll be exploring the future of sex tech for men from a strictly tech perspective. What's out there? What do you need to know about? And what's happening in the future? I'm going to talk to a sex toy tester, a leader behind the innovation in male sex toys, a men's sexual health writer and LGBTQ activist, and a men's sex coach. A word here on gender before we get started. Since gender identity is not determined by what kind of genital someone has, a person with a female gender identity might well have a penis. A person with a non-binary identity might well have a penis. Sex toys aren't gendered. And a lot of toys, like wands or nipple clamps, can be used for all genders. The cultural context around this topic, however, and mostly for the sake of this episode right now, is pretty gendered. We're talking about notions of masculinity and how they're tied up with distinct ideas that make it shameful for guys to use sex toys. So for this episode, when either the guest or I refer to male sex toys, we're mostly referring to sleeve toys for those with a penis. Now, before we get started, I just want to remind you this podcast contains explicit language and adult themes. So put your headphones in if there are little ones around. And if you're with a partner, a lover, a guy, a penis owner, this might be a good one to listen to together. Is next year the breakout year for male sex tech. In 2020, female masturbation has well and truly gone mainstream. 
with celebrities like Lily Allen, Dakota Johnson and Cara Delevingne joining sexual wellness brands as co-founders, creative directors and brand representatives and really helping to normalise this conversation around sexual wellness, particularly for female-focused brands. But where does male sex tech stand? Are we too embarrassed to talk about it? Are we too embarrassed to even use it? I talked to my friend Zachary Zane, a love honey sex expert, a sex and relationship writer, and LGBTQ activist. For some reason, fleshlights have this rap of being like this virgin kid who lives in his mom's basement playing World of Warcraft, and he's like 24. And you think of them having a flashlight. And for some, for some reason, it just got that reputation. I think flashlights or masturbators, I uh, flashlight as the brand, right? So like masturbation sleeves have that reputation of just kind of being dorky and for people who are virgins and people who are not getting laid. And so because of that, you don't think of necessarily to buy it or use it on yourself specifically for that. Also, for what it's worth, I'm not a huge fan of masturbation sleeves. I've used them. I've reviewed them. But for me, it's usually not worth, like, the cleaning it out because you can masturbate. You can do that. I do like the vibrations, though, for some of them. But it's usually something I don't use that often. As opposed to prostate toys, I use a lot, right? Um, And that's something... I think in large part because it's not really anything I can do myself. Like you can't really finger your own butthole well. Um, (laughs) And like, and that can't vibrate. You know what I mean? Like that's very difficult. And of course, you know, prostate play just has so much uh, stigma associated with it, especially people assuming that if you're into prostate stay or prostate stimulation, that you must be gay or bisexual. And like, I've said this, I'm like a broken record with saying this. I must write an article about this every day or be in a podcast. I'm just like, physiology is physiology. If you are, you know, a cis man, you have a prostate. And if you have a prostate that is packed with sensitive nerve endings, almost as many as the clitoris for what it's worth. And it enhances your orgasms tenfold. Like it gives you a full body orgasm that's opposed to a localized genital orgasm. And that has nothing to do with being gay, straight, or bisexual, or anything else. I mean, this is just a matter of physiology. But, you know, there's so much, I think, homophobia and a fear of appearing gay for doing it, or fearing that your partner will think less of you if you ask for it. I think there's also that fear. And I think there are probably a lot of women, as many as men, who would be freaked out um, if a guy's like, hey, I want you to try this prostate prostate play toy there are plenty of women who'd be like what are you gay like that is true so i don't want to make it seem like their insecurity is coming out of thin air um the the insecurity comes both from them but also from the responses they've received from women and i think the way to combat this is kind of hopefully people listen to this podcast you know i mean that's the way to combat it and to completely write about it and to help normalize and speak about as much as possible And I think there's also fear of, you know, being more submissive or potentially being more quote unquote feminine. I think most men are definitely more dominant in bed. And unless if you are a pro power bottom like myself, you're usually, if you're getting penetrated, like you're like as a man for the first few times, like you're not the person in control. You are not that dominant person. You are definitely more submissive. And I think that's also in in itself a new experience that these men are experiencing that they might not have had before, which is scary. 
I think there's just a lot of fears going on there. And hopefully it's something that the straight men can help get over. And they're with, and they're with female partners who accept them and love them and are actually turned on by that. And, you know, I live in such my little sex positive New York bubble, but it's like every woman I'm with, like, is in anal play, like what on me, like 100%. But I also know that is not <laughs> the majority of people, but I think we are seeing, I think we are seeing more women interested in anal play on men in the past decade than we've ever seen. Or at least we've ever seen in America for years. You know what I mean? Like this is becoming more of a quote unquote thing, which I think is great. And I hope hopefully continues in this trajectory. This episode of Future of Sex is brought to you this time by new brand Arcwave, partner company of our regular sponsor, WeVibe. And this week, we have a very special announcement to make. That's right, Arcwave is releasing the ultimate sex tech pleasure product for penis owners. Meet the Arcwave Ion. It uses patented Pleasure Air technology, originally designed by Womanizer to help millions of clitoris owners achieve orgasm. The Arcwave Ion applies that same concentrated pressure to the frenulum, which is that area that is packed with nerve endings on the penis. Arcwave has tested the heart rates of penis owners using this toy and discovered they matched those of the female orgasm. Now, if you want to check out the Ion right now, head to arcwave.com. And if you're feeling compelled to purchase one before Christmas, head to any of the Love Honey websites where you'll find the Arcwave Ion available for purchase there. Cam Fraser is a sex coach, a love honey sex expert, and a pioneer of conscious sexuality. I wanted to ask Cam about where men can really start, some practical advice for penis owners and their partners. How might you encourage someone to start cultivating curiosity in the bedroom? The first question that I ask guys is, you know, in my work is, is, is this working for you? You know, like, are you having good sex? Is your partner enjoying themselves? Like, is... Because if, if everything's great and there's no problems with it, then cool, we don't need to change anything. But oftentimes I ask guys, you know, how's, how's this way of having sex going for you? And oftentimes they're like, it's not. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of anxiety, I'm struggling with premature ejaculation, I don't really know my way around my partner's genitals. You know, I'm, and so there's a lot of this pressure and fear around that particular way of being sexual. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that particular way of being sexual, but if it's the only way that you're expressing and experiencing your sexuality, it's like eating one meal for your whole entire life. Sure, it might be a great meal, but you'll get pretty uh, bored of it pretty quickly. Well, if that's not particularly working for you, let's see if we can shift some of your narrative, shift some of your stories around masculinity and sexuality. And you know, one of the ways of doing that is uh, is talking to them about their masturbation, the way that they self-pleasure, the way that they engage with their own body, the way that they touch themselves, um, you know, how they're doing it. Are they watching porn? Are they not watching porn? Like what are the ways that they're alone, you know, take away a partner for the time being, but what are they doing by themselves when it comes to experiencing and expressing their sexuality? Uh, and and one of the, the doors that I help them open is, okay, well, you know, are you just kind of using your hands and, and just kind of friction-based jerking off, trying to get to that end goal of ejaculation, just outsourcing all your pleasure to a screen in front of you. Uh, and, it, and if that 
if that is the way you're doing it, it's like, all right, what can we do to kind of gently shift that a little bit? Can you add in a little bit of lube, for example, when you're masturbating? Can you add in a little bit of, you know, uh, oil and self-touch to, uh, to your belly or to your chest or some other area that you enjoy? Um, you, you know, I often tell guys, you're not just your dick, your, your whole body's like one big dick. And um, it starts to just kind of like shift their mindset of like, oh, okay, I, I can actually experience pleasure this way. Oh, I'm actually not just limited to this one particular thing. Oh, I can explore this type of sensation as well. And that's okay. So just normalizing a lot of these things that a lot of guys have a, a big resistance to. For those that are skeptical about masturbators still, I asked Cam to break down why they're actually so useful and he shared a little bit about how they help with training or practice for sex with a partner. Male masturbators are fantastic for learning what type of strokes are either really overstimulating for you or which ones are less intense so that you can kind of gauge yourself for uh, lasting longer and potentially overcoming uh, rapid ejaculation issues. So if you do come too fast, you know, then you can practice. And then on the um, opposite end of things as well, a lot of guys, because they have this real strong friction-based way of masturbating with their hands, usually without any lube, so it's quite dry, it's quite vigorous, the inside of a vagina can't match the, the friction and the grip and the strength of their hand. So Again, using a male masturbator, um, you know, a sleeve-style device can be a way of resensitizing you to what it would be like to feel the inside of a, uh, of a vagina, for example, so that you become more accustomed to that type of sensation. So it becomes a little bit easier for you to actually get to the point of ejaculation when you're with your partner. So um, male masturbators, for example, are, are a fantastic way of just kind of learning about uh, the art of thrusting, as I like to kind of refer to it as, and, and figuring out what types of thrusts really turn you on and which ones are a little bit less intense. So it's a tool to help with your arousal, to help with your expression and to expand your, your pleasure. But you don't want to get to the point where you become, you can't get aroused without using this particular tool. Why did you masturbate? Because I didn't want to get too excited when I had sex. I guess there's a lot of reasons you could masturbate, right? De-stress, release some tension. How often do you masturbate? Whew! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Shit. How much time we got? I don't think that men need sex toys. I'm pretty happy with masturbating. I think women maybe have more specific needs sexually than men do. For me, you know, I can like bump into a table and have an orgasm. Dicks aren't complicated. If I asked you to think of a male sex toy, what comes to mind? Probably one of those fake vagina-looking things, right? Well, there's way more interesting things happening that you probably don't know about. Arquay, for instance, recently released the Ion, a sex toy that's unlike pretty much any other sex toy on the market in that it claims to mimic the female orgasm. The ION uses the same pleasure air technology that's found in the Womanizer. Now, if you haven't heard of the Womanizer, where have you been? The Womanizer is a sex toy for women that famously delivers orgasms in 60 seconds or less. So that same technology is now available for men. 
And in studies done on the ArcWave Ion, penis owners show very similar heart rate patterns to women during orgasm. So I go behind the scenes to learn more about this state-of-the-art sex toy that was released just this month. And the first person I speak to is a gentleman called Tom, who some may say has one of the best jobs in the world, a sex toy tester. A day in the life of a, of a tester is, is, is not necessarily like how a lot of people would think. Like we're not sat at home like masturbating like all day because um, so with, especially with the ArcWave brand, they wanted to be clean and get scientific data, right? So um, what you have to do is sort of mirror an everyday life masturbation experience as much as possible. So, so my ArcWave Iron was sent to me by a special courier, you know, super top secret. You know, I had to sign for it. I, <laughs> um, and to my knowledge, like, I don't think I've never done this sort of testing before. And I don't think as far as I know from speaking with friends, no other brand has really gone this far before, but they sent out like heart rate monitors and how that looks is literally just like a little black box. <laughs> um, and I think you might've seen it before in hospital where you put like a little, um, almost like a little patch or a little sort of cover over one of your fingers. And that measures the heart rate through the finger and the box is recording this data all the time. And it's, so you use the ion, you turn the box on and when you climax, you press this little button uh, and when you finish climaxing, you release the button and all of this data is then sent back to the lab for analysis. And eventually you get to see your heart rate graph and they get you to do that many times without the ion and many times with the ion. And they sort of collate all this data and have a look and see, can we notice any trends in the spikes and all this sort of thing. So yeah, that was the, that was sort of my testing experience with, with the ion. I asked Tom to describe how the ArcWave ion actually works. It's not actually suction, like a, like let's say like a, something that sucks like a vacuum cleaner or something like that, but it's actually the changes in air pressure that cause the sensation. So what they're doing is they're sort of creating an air wave by sort of increasing and decreasing the pressure and that is what creates the sensation. So um, when you use the ion, it almost does feel like it's sucking a little bit, but it, it doesn't feel like something sucking. It's it's just something very unique and different that I hadn't tried before. And so what I would say is when they first sent it out for testing, it took me a little while to get used to simply because like nothing like that exists and I've, I'd never used it before. So the area of contact, the, the pleasure air contact point is the frenulum, which is the very sensitive bit of skin between the head of the penis and, and the shaft effectively. And that sensation... Um, from the pleasure air just sort of um, grows and grows and grows over time um, to the point where a lot of testers have also expressed the same sentiment. You could actually climax without actually stroking or movement. So just by holding the eye on there, you could actually climax, which is, I think, something that not many toys could achieve. Gentlemen, have you ever imagined what a female orgasm feels like? Of course you have. Now you don't just have to imagine. Meet the ArcWave Ion, the world's first pleasure air stroker for the male body. I'm really curious about the process that goes into designing male sex toys and why the Ion feels like such a big moment for 
or male sex toys in general. So I called up Tobias Zengenhagen, the CTO of Arcwave, to ask what the process actually looks like when you innovate in sex toys. So you have the user need on the one hand, mm-hmm. but on the other side, you have the market as well, right? And if you take a look at the mm-hmm. male sex toy market, it's all pretty much the same, right? It's strokers, it's uh, either manual or automatic strokers. Um, it's it's very, how should you say that? It's very mm-hmm. visual, right? It's um, And we somewhat felt the need of the market on the one hand for something new, right? And because it's somewhat underdeveloped also the use of, of sex toys for men, I guess, because um, the problem that you solve is different, right? If you compare it um, to the womanizer that solves, um, yeah, I think a, a problem for, solves a problem for women, you know, by saying, okay, maybe I'm not able to orgasm for whatever sort of reason. So that, that helps on the masturbation side. And on the couple sides, it's very enriching, you know, filling the orgasm gap, right? Using it during sexual intercourse, so it, it solves a major it solves a major problem for female masturbation and for couples um, during sexual intercourse. Um, taking a look at the, on the men's side, the problem is not really there if you think about it. Right, masturbation for men is easy. It's difficult to say what the male and the female orgasm uh, what they actually are, and um, if they're exactly the same. Um, I guess I I cannot tell, but we saw a lot of similarities a lot of users reported was that um, the orgasm is, is, is more intense, that the buildup is, is very new, right? And uh, in terms of sensation and yeah, more that probably roller coaster like feeling. In addition to that, we kind of looked into into the um, physiological responses of the users while, while using that toy. And um, yeah, we also saw some similarities there. What Tobias is talking about here is the heart rate response during orgasm, which Tom had mentioned to me in our conversation earlier. The key thing was that the, the climax, the typically female climax, the, the heart rate uh, jump was much, much higher and much more intense. Um, and at least in my data as well, they saw the same thing while using the ion. So in terms of like the nerve endings that are being stimulated, the female and, and then male with ion orgasm are comparable because there are similar sets of receptors being stimulated. And in terms of like the heart rate graphs that we've been involved in, uh, the ion testers have reported, including myself, have reported sort of a more varied gradual buildup with a sort of a, a big spike and a more intense um, climax than regular masturbation. And I can sort of, no one can really say whether that feels like a female orgasm and we, we it's you know physically impossible to do that direct comparison okay so what does an orgasm feel like from the other sex's perspective wouldn't you like to know the idea that a man can experience a female orgasm really got me thinking like okay someone explain to me how it feels for a man to orgasm to the point where you think oh god i'm gonna die and then suddenly getting a rush of air Fingertips shakingly good. You go beyond pleasure to a realm which is bliss. I really love that clip where they ask people to describe their orgasm. And of course, in the future, I'm hoping we'll be able to experience this, to swap bodies and to experience what it's like to have different sex organs. 
But for now, the best I could do was consult with my friend Zachary Zane and get him to describe what male orgasms feel like. I'll say just what a penile orgasm is and then like a prostate induced orgasm, which is like when I usually come with like something stimulating my butt, which usually just ends up happening where like I orgasm, like not even with touching myself. You just end up coming because like, because something's in your butt. Um, I mean, it's so ineffable, right? I mean, it's so difficult to describe what it is, but like, I'll say it's the, the first one. Okay, the difference is the first one definitely tends to be more localized. First one meaning just like penis stimulation is more localized to your genitals. Um, so, you know, it feels like uh, an explosion or, you know, a sense of euphoria, but it's more quick. And I imagine a prostate orgasm is more similar to how women experience orgasms would be my guess, just in terms of hearing people describe their orgasms. It sounds like a prostate-induced orgasm for a man is more similar to how it would be for women. And with that, it's just your whole, it's your whole body, which I think I love about it. You know, you feel the orgasm in your left toe, you feel it in your right shoulder, and it's just your whole body feels warm and flush and a combination of like relaxed yet tense at the same time especially while you're orgasming like you're you're tensing up because it's happening but you also just feel this release from your body which feels so good and i think the main difference is like when i have like a prostate orgasm like that orgasm like the mental effects of it in terms of like feeling relaxed a little bit calmer a little less stress maybe sleeping better that tends to happen after, you know, a prostate-induced orgasm much more than if I just have, uh, like, regular vaginal sex and kind of come that way. So I just feel like you get more of the, like, lingering effects from, like, that almost, like, high you experience while orgasming when you have a prostate-induced orgasm. Here's an app that does a great job of showing how sex toys can be a force for good. That's Lover. Now, you've definitely heard me talk about them before, but that's because I love the way they explain how sex toys can be used to help treat sexual issues like orgasm anxiety or low desire and really just have a sex positive outlook on bringing other things into the bedroom. Now, every exercise in the Lover app is based on decades of scientific research, so you're basically getting the expertise of professional therapy for a fraction of the cost. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in, go to lover.io today or just search for Lover in the App Store and start your journey towards scientific sexual happiness. Is there something you would say as a gift that a girlfriend could get for their boyfriend, someone could get for their boyfriend, that you would recommend for a guy that, you know, has never really dabbled before or this is sort of a new territory for them both? A good way of introducing a toy, for example, would be um, like purchasing a, a toy that's specifically made for couples, for example, rather than buying one for him specifically and saying hey here's this because there might be a conversation to be had about masturbation within that relationship as well do they feel comfortable you know, using a toy by themselves that's kind of inadvertently acknowledging that they're going to be being sexual by themselves so there could be a conversation around that to begin with 
Um, but buying a, buying a couple's toy, for example, like a vibrating cock ring or um, I know WeVibe's got some amazing like um, durable uh, little kind of V-shaped toys that can be used as couples. Uh, maybe having that conversation first, being like, hey, I'm you know, wondering if we could spice up our sex life, you know, add a little something in. You know, really want to just explore and, and cultivate that curiosity with you. How about we invest in this little thing? And they're quite, um, because they're for, for couples and they're made to go kind of in between uh, two genitals, they're, they're usually not these huge big devices. So they're, um, they can be quite uh, inconspicuous and, and less threatening and things like that as well. Um, and that can be a good introduction, I suppose, into then, oh, hey, now that we've kind of explored this together, would you want me to buy you or, or would you be open to kind of getting a, a wand vibrator, for example, or something that you could use by yourself? And then just kind of like, you know, opening that door ever so further more uh, to, to those types of conversations. What is the future of men's sexuality? Some of these shackles are going to be lifted. That's, that's what I see the future of men's sexuality being. And if people are listening, like just being open and being curious like follow your curiosity follow your pleasure you know what you know what turns you on what turns you off as well be be mindful of that and um yeah have a have a bit of you know because it does take a bit of bravery have a bit of um openness and and lean on your partner if you have one when it comes to these types of things because you know exploring and expanding your pleasure regardless of what genitals you have is yeah it's it's a life-changing thing like it, it it opens you up for sure to the other pleasures in life. So I, I'm a big, passionate believer in, in exploring more of your pleasure. Thanks for listening to Future of Sex. This podcast was produced by David Lamb and myself and edited and sound designed by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On, Sound Off. You can visit them at chadmichael.com. And if you have any questions or feedback or just want to keep up with what I'm doing, follow me on Instagram at Future of Sex. Of course, I'd love it if you rate and review this podcast. And if you enjoy it, forward it to a friend. Thanks for listening. Thank you.